everybody. It's Lisa Lampanelli of the Losers with a Dream podcast. Happy new fucking year. Guess what? Our first episode of the year is about when it's time to say goodbye to the dream. We're not. We're hanging on. We're doing another year of this crap. So listen, we delve deep into why people hold on to dreams that no longer serve them. When we've done that, when we let go and shouldn't have and everything in between and we'll also talk about ways that we are learning to use social media and other ways to monetize our dream and you should too so keep listening and make sure to like like us on every fucking thing there is go to our new patreon more about that later during this episode and enjoy the first 2022 episode of losers with half a twat i mean with a dream Hey, you all know what time it is. It's Lisa Lampanelli, and it's time for the Losers with the Dream featuring me and, yeah, two other guys, Nick and Bo. I mean, nobody cares. I mean, I'm the star. Are you kidding me? They'd be nothing without me. Losers with the Dream. You're listening, so who's the actual loser? Now sit back and enjoy Losers with the Dream. Or don't enjoy it. Or don't even sit down. Shut up, burn calories. Welcome to the Loser Dream Podcast. We are losers. Uh, Nick hates me. I don't care. Just shut up. We are losers and we have big dreams. <laughs> we don't even have dreams. First and foremost, <laughs> go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Go to follow us on Spotify, YouTube. We now have a thousand subscribers. We're very excited, but we could always use more. Thank you so much for that. You could follow us on TikTok at Losers with a Dream. You could follow myself at Nick Scopes on Instagram. You could follow her at Lisa Lampanelli on Instagram. Ooh. You can follow him at Bo McDowell Comedy yeah. on Instagram. <sighs> and more importantly, <laughs> in this new year. This is a big announcement. Give it the respect it deserves. I'm I've been working on this, trying to get you guys to do this since the day we started. And all uh, I was was I rebuffed. Know. They said, no, Lisa, we'll never be big enough to do Patreon. And I said, oh, I believe in us. And I finally convinced you guys to have a Patreon. That's right, people. You heard it. A mother. Patreon. Patreon. What does that even mean, by the way? Way. It's you go, what you, you subscribe to our Patreon. There are different tiers <gasps> and you get certain things, right? Yes. We have about five tiers. So we're not going to go through the whole thing right now, but basically you could go from extra content. Uh, you get to do video chats with us. We get to say your name on the podcast oh, maybe as a here's producer a big credit. One. Here's a big one. Here's a big one. You get yeah, one-on-one live chats with us and you can get, if you really pay bitches... And for you guys, it's expensive, but for me, it's nothing. <laughs> you can get oh a monthly God. coaching with life coach extraordinaire Lisa Lampanelli. Wait, that will change your fucking lives. Are you serious? One on one life coach with you, That's Lisa? Right, but you are, not eligible, <laughs> you are not eligible, You are not eligible, Bo, because you're fucking hopeless. Uh, the only people I will accept uh, to do life coaching with are people who 
have potential and you're out. Well, Nick, you're still in. Yeah. Yeah. So I will allow Nick to pay me. But no, Patreon's So join fun. now, now, now. Shut up, Bo. I just think it's fun. No, but that's a real thing. The highest tier is a life coaching, a 30-minute life coaching session with Lisa. Yes. The other ones, we'll go over them. There's all sorts of things we're going to do for you guys. There's the tier ones, just like basically extra content. And then from that, we get to like actually interact with you, whatever. You ask questions. We answer your questions on air, all that stuff. For 800 a month, Nick will cornhole you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And by that, I mean bang you in the ass. For $8. A month. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part of our live show, by the way, when I said to Nick, no, I said to Bo, how much would it cost to get you to take a drink? Yeah. And we went up the tiers and you go, yeah, a half a million. Right. So I said, Nick, would it take, how much would it take to get you to go down on a guy? Half a million. And you said? Less. See, Less, yep. that is the beauty <laughs> and power of the Losers with a Dream podcast. So yeah. go to Patreon.com or the Patreon app. Look for Losers with a Dream. More about that later. So what's up, guys? Are you so excited for the new year? Uh, not really. This is like a weird. This is a very. This is a weird time of year. It's like nothing. This week in between Christmas and New Year's, it's like nothing matters. Even though like I'm still working, it's just like it's weird. I mean, you're not really working. You're going to a gym and jacking off gay guys in the steam room. (laughs) But who isn't? It's not work if you love it. Yeah, you know what? Dress for the job you want. Passionate about it. No, it is an effing weird week. Um, it's right after the New Year when this is coming out, but we obviously are taping this during that oddly timed week. And I was sick. I did not have COVID, but I had AIDS. No, I had. I cured it. I fucked yeah. a monkey. I'm telling you right now, man. It's a thing. Oh, my God. See, that's why I'm punchy, because it's that weird week of in-between. Yeah, I feel yeah. weird as fuck this week. Just to look back on the week, any New Year's Eve things you did, or did you just stay home and jack it? Uh, yeah, I just stayed home and <laughs> I ate Cry. Food. Oh, did you eat, eat things? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna project that I ate a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna count on that you're right. Are you manifesting that you're gonna eat a lot? Yes. <laughs> my dreams oh my god so since it's a weird week maybe we should revamp an old segment oh my god the wow. train. look at Bo with the segue look who fucking woke up finally showed up today 30 something episodes in there he goes there he is guys he did a Bo segue McDermott. <laughs> yeah Bo McDonald stand up legend guy Bo McDermott he's the winner yeah. second Second place. Uh, yeah. By the way, but speaking night, of McDonald's, speaking of McDonald's, when I was sick last week, do you know what I did? What? Because I love my fucking dogs so much. <laughs> they were starving themselves because I was not hungry. Yeah. So they were, they were, in, on a hunger sim- they were on a hunger strike in sympathy for me. Uh, so I felt Parker, very Peggy scared. And it was forty-eight hours. They didn't eat. I got really, yeah. really nervous. So I got, I freaked out, and I ordered Uber Eats McDonald's. They ate Big Macs. I am so proud. Do they eat the bread too, or they just eat the? This is how fucking shifty they are. Yeah, I gotta scrape the onions off, or they're dead. Right, you can't eat onions if you're a (laughs) dog. So they eat one burger, right? Yeah, plain. Yeah, they'll only eat the bread that touched the burger because it tastes like the burger. Right, the rest they literally spit out. Oh. I have got spoiled cunts for dogs. <laughs> and for that, I thank you, Bo, for spoiling 
Peggy. Yes. Well, I felt that better beef Wellington every day. I night. know. I know. It was horrible. <laughs> All right. So what what are we reviving here? What episode? What uh, segment are we reviving? We are reviving the who did we fall in love oh. with? Because who we're just, what? we are lovers. Who or what? Or what? What? Or where? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Listen, the only reason we stopped doing this segment was because yeah. you assholes actually fell in love with girls. And That's it was true. super gross. So we didn't want to like, do it. Oh, anyway. you can't say that shit. Make yeah. it a guy or something. <laughs> yeah, stop making it girls. Like, stop saying Nikki Glazier all the time. I <laughs> said it once, too. We said it one time. I'm in love with her for real. So, Call us. So we now decided that we're going to bring yeah. it back at least for one episode. So who starts? Who's the most? Uh, I think because Bo is on it today, dude. Yeah. And then you're going to be on it after this, too. Oh, um, God. Everybody thinks you're gay. They really do. We're getting emails. People really think Nick's gay, which yeah. is fantastic. But no, they think you guys are a couple. Well, a couple of losers. <laughs> yeah. I think they think That's it's more like sure. a... You know, I'm just taking care of him. Totally, dude. Go to the segment, you stupid cow, please. (laughs) Stupid cow. Go. Uh, So this week, week I fell in love with my insane family. That's right. That's right. I have a similar one. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, so it (laughs) was. Wait a minute. Yeah, well, I switched it up. Your it's notes say minute. carbs. <laughs> okay, that is great because I'm stealing that. I switched it up. I switched it up. I was like, you know, did I really fall in love with carbs or did I fall in love with the family it's aspect just a, it's of it? It's an affair. It's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a two-day. I think day. you've been carbs in love my, with yeah. carbs for a long time. That's your like long-time wife, but Friday Ew. nights is for the gumans. Yeah. So you allowed the gumans. family in last Friday night, which was Christmas Eve, and yes. that's when you fell in love with them, correct? Right. Christmas Eve was fantastic. Okay. Everybody was Let's drinking. Hear about it. Everybody <laughs> was dancing. It was a very nice time in the McDowell household. It was the Christmas cheer was alive. And then, of course, Christmas Day happens, and just all hell breaks loose, and it's a nightmare. But for that one, like, Aww. two hour period where we're just listening to, you know, music and fucking around. It was nice. So Were I had you a having nice, like hee haw you know. with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was it called? Yeah, hee haw with the fuck around. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know but here's what I want to know. I just want to clarify for the audience so they don't get nervous when they said they all got drunk. That does not include you. No, yeah, yeah. You, you did, did not relapse. Yeah. Yes, you only smoked the crack I was pipe. Shooting up in the okay, corner. Okay, did you take oxys? Yeah, yeah, of course. People enjoy that. <laughs> they do. You can get it's them right deal. there in Stanford at Pfizer. <laughs> so you fell in love. I mean, and because I. When when you were telling us about Christmas, like right after Christmas, I was like, I think he really did reignite some special feeling with his family. It was nice. It was just nice to see everybody like being goofy. Like they're, yeah. they're funny people. Yeah. They're insane. You know, they're the Irish donkeys that mm-hmm. are nuts. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're tough to have like real conversations with. But they're fun, funny people. Yeah. So there's that period of time where you're like, oh, yeah. All right. I get it. I know where I came from. This is fun. See, and that's then, nice. You know, it's nice. So what would you have to subtract from your family? What elements would you have to subtract to be like, wow, I could stay in love with them? Uh, about three people. Oh, <laughs> three actual people. Yeah. Okay, I'd love to know which no, three, no. but we'll lose three listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, think, uh, I think if it was just like smaller doses. Like I once yeah. had a friend in middle school, mm-hmm. and to break up with him, I called... <laughs> 
And I said, you know, I think we're really good friends, but I just, I think only in like small doses. And that hurt his feelings and it was a big deal. And yeah. I felt bad because it's really not a nice thing to say. Cause it's basically saying like, I don't really like being around you that much. So let's do it less. Yeah. But that's on There are some people that you have in your life where you're like, and Enough. one night's is good. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's good about you is like you had the bravery to do that in middle school. Yeah, that like, that's was pretty crazy. intense, man. My mother made me do it, which was oh, kind okay, of so yeah. You're... I didn't have any bravery. No, sorry. I take it no, back. You're yeah. a big pussy coward. All right. Well, I'm glad you had fun because that does my heart good. Because I do like people who love their family. Yeah. No, it was good. And it's better than carbs. Yeah, well, you know. But for the moment. I could have stayed on brand, but I try to switch it up here. <laughs> Good for you. Always changing it Keep on you brand. people guessing, By the way, isn't you know? that one of our Patreon tiers is just watching you for an hour eat carbs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, that'd be great. 300 a month. <laughs> to watch Bo Power to eat. To <laughs> grocery bill. I honestly think that'd be the funnest Patreon ever. So or maybe I'll do they... like a little cooking show on Patreon. Yeah, That's don't do. even cook. Just fucking eat. I'd watch a binge. <laughs> Okay, well, something to think about. All right, Nick, who would you fall in love with this week? So I fell in love with my family as well, but more specifically, <laughs> I'm going to sound like I'm from Mississippi. I fell in love with my cousins. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> my cousins and I were all close in age. Shout out Cousin Lisa, Cousin Nicole. Yay. Uh, Lisa's me. about a year younger. Nicole's four years younger. They're just... <laughs> Don't call Bo. <laughs> He only likes yeah, the really, best was after really Bo became chicks. Bo became single. Lisa was like, or not this Lisa. My no. cousin Lisa was like, she's like, yeah. she's like, Bo DM'd me, and I was like, all right. Bo! And I was like, go ahead. I was like, back in the game. You've <laughs> never been in the game. Uh, she's like, yeah. She's like, is he single now? And I was like, yeah. That's why he DM'd you. That's how I play it, and she dude. was like, "That is so gross. Yeah. You so can't like, shit where you eat." Nah, it's subtle, but you know, keep it in the family. You know what I'm Okay, go I ahead. just am, I am really enjoying uh, the relationship my cousins and I have now as adults, and we all could see how insane our parents are mm. and talk about. Really, just two of our parents. It's uh, <laughs> just two of us. Aunt Rosemary's fucking saint, but <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's you know that we could like because I won't get into the story, but you know, just I had to go do some things prior to help some family members and my dad and all this shit. And I get there, and as soon as I get there, I go to my cousins. I go, "Do I have a story for you yeah. guys?" Yeah. And we all just go in the corner. I'm like, "We got any wine in this house?" <laughs> and we all start drinking and talking. But I do. I always have so much fun with them, and I do like the relationship that we have now. I love that. It's, it's changed in the last like four or five years. It's this is really such a cool. positive episode about family. And well, love. it's gonna stop pretty soon when I get to mine. <laughs> but I want to say one thing though. You have to tell a very short version, Nick, of. The fucking not the all the driving story and stuff, but what your father said to you in the car about your dating life. Yes, yeah. Now, so, if you haven't listened before, Nick's father is our unofficial podcast mascot. Best in the biz. He's the best ever. He works at Duchess. He's a hardworking man. Hot He's a good Christian man. Yes, he makes a foot long with the best of He's them. He's a good Christian man. <laughs> Day and day. tell and Nick, you know, has dated some whores, and uh, some. dad does <laughs> all of the whores, and uh, Nick's dad's not happy about it. So just no, really my, quick, tell us that. No, my dad. You're talking about the story on Christmas, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I get there, and uh, I get to my dad's house. We have to go do something that I'm annoyed about. 
But I just go, eh, you know, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. Get in the car. Immediately he starts, I mean, opens it up. We haven't seen each other in weeks. He immediately opens up with, your beard's too long. And it I is. Go, it's true. It's I go, a Osama. And I go, great. <laughs> ISIS. How many hot dogs do you make today? <laughs> Cut it out. Muhammad. Yeah. So, <laughs> guys, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, We're making fun of you. Shut up. Sick of this shit. So, um, yeah, get in the car. He starts in my beard. I go, oh, good. All right. Great. And then we get, and then as, as, as soon as we take off, he goes, you know, I'm listening to your podcast. And I was like, oh, I was yeah. like, great. Here we go. And he goes, you know, you talk about, like, you know, you're talking to your therapist and stuff, but uh, how come you never talk to, you never talk to God? It's a good point. And I just, like, I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I just took a deep breath, and I went, okay. I go, number one, God does not talk back, okay? And he goes, well, and I go, no, no. I go, Dad, I go, Dad, I'm not mad. I go, but you thought. After making me come here to do something that I, you know I don't like to do, I was in a sense, in a way, manipulated to do it. But I said, fuck it. It's Christmas. He's my dad. I love him. I don't care. You thought, let's kick off the conversation <laughs> with the one thing. Yeah. I mean, probably the only thing I do not he like just to wants talk to about. save your soul, dude. Ever. If I got in the car and he was like, you know, the vaccine has seven microchips in it, I would have been more... Open that's, to that. That's your that's your speed, bro. Yeah, that's I would have been like, all right, this is better. Or like, you know, Trump is a great man. He's a good guy. I'd be like, yeah, totally. Yeah, True. he's the best. Anything else? Or anything? Wait, but here's the question, though. Okay, I anything love that your dad. Or I like, I think you're gay. But yeah, maybe I don't know. But I love that your dad knows the one thing. Why is that so horrible to you? Like, there's so much more. Like I you said, those things you just Christ said are so much sins, worse. Bro. No, well, maybe not. <laughs> Looking at him now, I think Allah did. But here's the thing, Nick. Why is dude, that such a hot button? No, I was, I was I curious. I was unpacked this oh, in therapy on Monday. Girl, go ahead. Yeah. I'm spilling the tea. I think honestly because it's I've seen and, I, and and I'm not against I'm not against religion. I have just seen I've gro I've grown up with poor examples of people who are quote unquote religious and they use it as like a shield and a way to judge and mm -hmm. a way to say you're wrong. This is the way it's, it's yeah, dude. It's, that's the way to do it. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Irish Catholic. We invented it. Yeah, yeah, they did. Other people suck. Yeah, other people <laughs> suck, dude. But it was like, it, it was in a way, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it was like, my, it was almost like my dad and the other people in my life who were really religious were using it as an excuse to not take responsibility yeah. oh, of course. for anything yeah. that happened in the past. It's like, well, you know, like like my dad's thing always used to be, and dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but he always used to be like, you know, you, know, you, you can't, uh, when you die, you can't take the money with you. I'm like, right, but like lunch money today would be dope. A, yeah, you can have that would be bucks. Fucking, if I could have 10 bucks today, that would be sick. That would be awesome. If I didn't have to call grandma for her to, this is back in the day, Western Union me money for oh lunch. Oh my God. That would yeah. be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from, Dad. And we had a great, back. this is the thing, is back in March, we had this great talk about like, he's like, this helps me deal with all the shit that's happened to me. Religion helps me the way he said comedy or lifting weights is for you. And I right. said, yeah. great, I get it. Let's never speak about it. <laughs> I'm glad we talked and had this talk and understanding. I thought it was all good. Guess not. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, Dad, you know how Jesus uh, made all those fish multiply? Yeah. Why don't you do that with a few dollars? Yeah. <laughs> my dad, next time I see my dad sees you, he's gonna fucking be so mad. He's gonna be like, oh, it was a fucking funny joke, huh? Oh. Fat fuck. <laughs> That's what he'll say. No hot dogs for you today. Yeah, yeah but this is what I love about your dad. This is the very same guy who, when we asked him about sex, he said. He said, listen. I put my bib on and I get to work. Okay, so this is a multi-level guy. This is so funny. This guy has a lot of dimensions. Also, yeah. also to preface that, right before that sex comment he made when we interviewed him, he talked about, and this is when I was like, oh, he's changing. He talked about. Um, you asked him what's wrong with the world. Oh, I know. And he just goes, he goes, honestly, I think people just don't spiritually are not in the right place. And he stopped and he goes, I don't mean religion. I don't mean yeah. a specific yeah. religion. He goes, I mean if people are focused on the wrong shit. Yeah, like right. not eating enough box. <laughs> I'm going to throw up now. But he said that, and I was like, oh, wow, he's his brain is he's yeah, opening up. And then true. I don't know what happened this week. Dad, I love you. I really do. Maybe he fell down the steps. Because sometimes when old people fall so down a step, they have Winter's a coming, dude. You guys, those steps in his house make me nervous. But <laughs> Oh, my God. But, uh, well, I'm glad you fell in love with your cousins because they are cool as fuck. They've they been to our great. live shows. True. That was so funny. My one cousin you saw dancing on my... She's great. She's fucking with her sister. That was the best. Like See, Her sister's like I, a teenager on the phone. She was just like... Fucking my favorite yeah. is, Bo, you're going to have to make this even a freebie for the fans. Not even on Patreon. you got to someday put out the video of your family drunk dancing on yeah. Christmas Eve because your brother yeah. the one who's supposedly sober yeah, yeah. that guy ain't sober yeah. that dancing yeah. only a drunken heroin addict such a, <laughs> there's something that's going such on a that music guy. festival dance too. yeah yeah dude yeah. he was like yeah. he was like yeah. rip dude, your yeah, sister's doing go. the fucking running man and like <laughs> It's so funny, man. This is the whitest family I've ever seen oh, in my yeah. life. Dad's doing, dad's doing the, oh, uh, yeah. the Kevin yeah, our James. Christmas yeah. is sponsored by Patagonia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw everyone's outfits. I was like, oh, boy. It's oh, my bad. God. I showed up in a Fila hoodie to mine. I was like, what's up? Of course yeah. you did. <laughs> cool, man. All right. Did, did I fall in my balls? Twenty dollars a month on Patreon. I'll rub Bo's clit. Woo! <laughs> it's the these size are, of a clit. These are not <laughs> authorized by Lampanelli LLC. <laughs> well, losers with a dream LLC is defunct. you. Fuck you. You're all fired. I yeah. tell you, fired. So, who did you fall in love with, Lisa? Listen, as you know, oh boy, I do not <laughs> like trying new things. Yeah. I will not. I like everything the way I like it. I had a friend text me a couple weeks ago. I still have not responded. Want to come up to the ski lodge and have a nice weekend? First of all, I have never skied. It is Vermont. Yes. It is on a mountain. I could get snowed in. Terrible. I can't be powerless. I cannot feel like I can't escape. Yeah. So I don't try anything new. And at 60, I'm not trying skiing. No. So I go into the diner the other day, but I and I see this thing on the menu. And it's called corn beef hash. <laughs> and I said to myself, Lisa, should you apply? The no trying things new skiing version of thinking to the hash, or should you open the door a little to this possibly delightful treat? Yeah. So I said to that 
slow waiter. <laughs> what a slow waiter he was. <laughs> Twasn't he? Yeah. I said, is this horrible? And he said, not horrible. Well, that was good enough for me, <laughs> God damn it! I got me some hash and God damn it, it was good. Yes, you it did. It was good. I took a few bites. It was I know fantastic. you did. Next time we go there, I'm going to get that. It's fucking yeah. good. Yeah, so I good. am saying I fell in love with corned. Is it called corn? Corn holding. Corn hold cash. No, <laughs> corn hold gash. Corn hold gash. Slash Patreon. Corn beef hash in a small sense. But I may have fallen in love with the global idea of trying a little bit of new things because I have been super strict about I don't like it. If it wasn't invented by the time I was 12, I don't try it. Yeah. So I've never tried shit like escargot, if you will. (laughs) I've never tried sushi. Like, I've never tried shit that like normal people like, like even Midwestern fucking idiots. No offense, Midwestern idiots. Go to Patreon.com. Big fondue fan. No. More like fondue. (laughs) So I think, do you think, guys, because you are so young and your minds are still, no. No, neither. And your minds are not fully formed yet because you're under 25. Do you feel like (laughs) I should? It is better to have a mindset where you try a little something or say set in your ways. Both are fine. What do you think? I think you got to keep trying new things. I'll bring it. We can do Pokeball. I know you probably never had one of those Pokeballs. I had them with chicken in them. I don't get no fish. (laughs) Do you have to put Pokeball? What's Pokey mean? Pokey, I don't know what it means. (laughs) <laughs> I'm on a pokeball in the parking uh, lot. Oh boy! You don't yeah. like sushi? I've never tried like it. Do you understand? You've never had sushi ever. Why do you think I just said it? Were you okay. fucking listening before you were thinking what you were gonna say next? No, I was, that's your I, fucking I problem. That. Everybody, it's gonna be okay. Maybe you should try listening. I think I heard escargot and I go, oh, and I, that escargot. caught me. Yeah, I know. It's and snails. I was like, yeah. No, well, it's just I skeeve well, things I I've never heard of. It's just butter. And, it's not. I mean, that's, that's it's snails it like. in butter. Yeah, but it just tastes like butter. Then why not just drink butter? That's I've done what you that. Should do. It's what do you think for breakfast every day. It's so good. Okay. All right, so all right, so I'm gonna try a poke bowl on Patreon. No, just yeah. have sushi first. Don't do the poke bowl. Wait, but let me much. ask yeah, we you should something. Do sushi if you I don't it's want... overpowering. You need like little, like a spicy tuna, fucking shrimp tempura. It's cooked. So Can I just say two real quick before you go on? It's gonna eat you. Anyone who ever questioned. Nick's sexuality, please rewind like 10 seconds of him going, you take a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. So really, Nick, you gotta like start watching yourself yeah, a little yeah. bit. Dude, when I was a bouncer when I was 18, you know, I was just, I was on steroids and I was working with all these monsters and I would just be like standing at the door and one time they caught me, I was standing just like this. Oh my God. Across the bar, what are you doing? And I was just like, what? Like, Your arm. And I was like, oh, oh put her in. Girl. It is a very comfortable way to stand yeah it's just like this i was 260 pounds just like like hey girl i have to say that that's one thing i'm very happy about you are not insecure about any of that stuff and i don't care that we have fans gay men hitting on you gay men saying you and bo make a cute couple i think it's great that you are not threatened by that i am sick of straight guys who can't fucking take it selling it bo and i are not a couple I could do better than that. You really could. You could get like Zach oh. Efron right now. Hot. He Sorry, could not Bo. get Zach Efron. I don't know. And it's it's not. If Zach Efron had a horrible disfiguring accident, <laughs> I yeah. think Nick could kind of tap that. Yeah. Okay. 
I think so. I, yeah. think, I think you could definitely have sex with a retarded Zac Efron. Don't ever say the R word on oh, the yeah, show sorry, again. We're not doing they don't even have to bleep it, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> Lisa Lampanelli can show that she can correct these dummies who are under her ward. Don't say okay? these. It's the only ward? it's only this Bo dummy. that tries this to be dummy all the time, I dude. Just, that's the way I would say. I it. just want to say this. I, can't do I apologize for Bo, but please, all hate mail. From send people me, who yeah. are offended, please send to at Bo McDonald it's comedy. Yeah. Bo McDonald. Go, to, go to a local McDonald's in Norwalk where he lives, where he, where he yeah. frequents. Yeah. That's Bo, where all his fan mail goes. How about Bo McDoughboy Ooh. at McDonald's.com? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> all right, oh, shut up. What's on. our topic this week, dummies? What is our topic this week? I don't know. It's week? just so stupid. We hate it. It's making your dreams... No. That literally is not the topic. This is how you are stupid. It's making, <laughs> it's making your hobby a jobby. What I was really about is I I am asked often, how do you know when to quit your dream if it's not making money? So I thought we would share your journey, his journey, my journey, and figure out when is it enough? When is it not enough? What do we do? What do we not do? Shut the fuck up. Let's get going. Okay. Take a quick break. We'll <laughs> so still, right we back. have no idea what we're talking about, but we're coming back. We're coming back. Maybe. Hey, everybody. Lisa Lampanelli here from Losers with a Dream. As you know, me, Bo, and Nick are losers. We have really big dreams. And one of the people who help us reach our dreams is the good folks at Royal Fox Studio. They specialize in producing podcasts, as you can hear. And they can get your show sounding amazing like ours. I mean, seriously. I sound fucking great. Make sure to check them out at Royal Fox Studio on Instagram and on all social media where you'll be able to see a list of all the great shows they produce, including the best one ever, Losers with a Mother Effing Dream. Yeah. Hello, welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers, and boy, hmm. are we giving up on, I mean, are we no, have dreams. No, I'm not giving up on you. Never ever gonna <laughs> give you up. You ain't never ever gonna stop. Dude, let's play Barry White, Teddy Pendergrass, <laughs> fucking oil each other up, dude, and just live our real goals. Close the door on you. <laughs> <laughs> Close uh, the door. Anyways, right, so we are making our dreams come true. But yes, how, but we we're are. making them happen. In slow incremental steps that are very smartly done <laughs> by a professional <laughs> comedian who has experience in the business and knows what she's talking about. <laughs> we believe her. We believe her. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing tr- it the right we're way. We're trusting and we're moving. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move to LA. So, yeah, yeah. Infinity pools. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a slow process, but it's like, how do you know when it's time to? Let go. Right. About now. <laughs> let me see. What time is it? Yeah. <laughs> About 7 p.m. We're gonna like, I off. couldn't imagine doing something. Like, if I never got any laughs doing stand-up, which oh, I know Lisa's going to come on She's gonna and She's going to be do. like, you always do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first thing she says is, I love how you said that you yeah. didn't get any laughs. Just getting out in front of that joke. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, if I got, like, no laughs doing stand-up, if I was doing, like, open mics and everyone was like, Oof. And you see some open micers out there that you're like, oh, boy. Dude, there's guys, I mean, guys and girls that still are doing stand-up that it's like, yeah. I, What's the plan? I here? couldn't. 
Like, I remember going to my third open mic ever. Yeah. And then doing well and being like, okay. Yeah. Maybe there's something. Right. But, like, if it was a year <laughs> or two years or three with just bombing. Nothing, yeah. It's over. Yeah, yeah. I'm packing it up. It's like when there's, you know, I'm getting there's... back into the trombone. Fast. Yeah, dude. Yeah. There was, a, there was a kid I went to college with. I love you, Richie. He was my roommate. I was in his wedding. He, uh, for four years, very skinny kid, naturally. For four years, he took every supplement and everything you could imagine that wasn't steroids. Didn't gain a pound of muscle. Oh. And I was just like, it's just, we didn't eat enough. That was number yeah, one. Yeah, He was relying on whatever. But I was telling him, you got to fucking eat. But <clears throat> it's like, at some point, man, yeah. it's like, you know, what do you... Yeah, I mean, if it's not working for you, it's not working for you. Like, you know, every kid, uh, not every kid, but a lot of boys grow up and they're like, I'm going to be a quarterback in the NFL. And then by like eight, it's like, well, you haven't, there's just no way. You know what I mean? I I was watching. Then you run your 40 time and they're like seven seconds. (laughs) By the way, a really good 40 time is like four, three, four, five around there. So like, everyone know. Yeah. But, um. Oh, I was watching this Bo Burnham interview last night, and you know I love Bo Burnham, but he was... he was, You must love him because of the name. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. Good, good one. <laughs> I made a connection. <laughs> and he was talking to... It was on. He was on Conan, so it was like an old YouTube video. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and Conan was like, you know, what do you tell the people that, you know, want to get into the business, and they're young people that want to, like, chase their dreams, and he's like don't do it it's rigged against you you're gonna fucking fail <laughs> and i was like well, i was laughing because it's a funny thing to say and then he was like he was like yeah well you know taylor swift telling you to chase your dreams is like a powerball winner being like liquidate your assets and buy tickets like it's yeah. just not like yeah. some people get it and it happens and for most of us it doesn't and it's just not meant to be so it's don't try to force something that doesn't exist you right. know and if this show felt forced like if coming here every week felt like oh man, we really, you know, we're forcing it. There's really not natural chemistry. Then there would be no reason to do this show. Yeah, or if the downloads weren't going in the right direction. Right, yeah. You'd be like, okay, maybe this is it. Yeah. If we, if we started with a hundred people and then we went down and we were like, well, now there's only two people left. Yeah. Like, after like a month, we'd be like, All it's right. your mom and my dad. <laughs> yeah. We'd be like, well, something is wrong here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and there's, there's plenty of case studies of people that like do something forever and never get any accolades or anything. And then all of a sudden they just explode. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, shit like that happens. I mean, Rodney Dangerfield. Is an example. That's yeah, a huge that, example. You know, even, even 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 though he's been, I guess, famous and well known for a while, like Sebastian, right? Yeah, Scalco. Like those don't know. Even though he looks phenomenal, he's forty eight. He's gonna be almost fifty years old. Yeah, yeah. Right, and like, but he's only been selling out arenas the last handful, of, and like selling out the Garden yeah. multiple times. <laughs> right, <laughs> everywhere yeah. he goes, he's not even doing. He's past theaters. It's right. just like, you know what I mean? Shit, you couldn't even fathom. Yeah, he was absolutely. a waiter at the fucking Four Seasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Taking breaks yeah, to go to... dancing and talking to Billy yeah, Joe. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. Talking to John Travolta and no, giving him a rub down. But I think with this kind of stuff, it's like we know our path. We know what we need to do. And that's why the Patreon is so important, right? Because it's going to give us an opportunity to fund our 
next move, yeah. right? And also, it gives people that are listening to this <laughs> that believe in the show because we do have listeners that believe in the show and that are loving it. It gives them an opportunity to you know chip in and become part of the show, yeah. which I think is so huge. And I think that's what's so great about us trying to do this in this time period because any time period before this. People couldn't come out and support us. They couldn't like start to get involved. Right. So right. we're really lucky, man. And we we have a, a nice base of people that are invested. And you know, so I think I mean Patreon.com. Check it out. Yeah. Dream. But, um, but for real, it's actually going to be really cool content. We enjoy it, and uh, you yeah, know, it's going to be good. We'll time. put our we'll put our heart and soul into it. Hell I think yeah. as we do with this show, and you know, it's it's tough. It's it's incremental, right? Like every year as I'm doing stand up, I go okay, this has progressed this much, right? This has progressed that much. Um, you know, a year ago, I wouldn't think that I'd be sitting here doing this. You know what I mean? Well, a year um, ago too, like, would you be think, thinking that, like, you'd get uh, spots at certain clubs? Or, yeah, right. You yeah. know what I mean? How about that? Yeah, every year I have new clubs that I'm working. That's every I mean. year I have, yeah. So um, it's material. just, a, it's, a, it's a spread, right? Like you just slowly, and you know, I mean, Bill Burr was one of those guys. It's like he was a middle till he was in his like mid thirties. Yeah. And then he was like a headliner, but not really a big one until like his like early forties. And then all of a sudden he has a big career and now he's like mid fifties and he's a fucking legend. Right. So, but it takes time. Like it took him a lot of, it took him decades before he saw anything. And I think that a lot of times we look at people that have things and we're like, well, we want it, but we don't think about the two decades where that guy was this was like us going, I want it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, overnight. Yeah, again, I mean, I've I've read I've read Sebastian's book multiple times, but like you hear things, dude, he was selling fucking satellite dishes at a mall. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. Going into debt, like right. trying to do all this shit. And and there's some people that would look at that guy and go, that's insane. What are you doing? He talked you know about I mean? it in the book. He literally, and I I've thought about this as well. He said he was talking about how, like how like you know you grow up in the neighborhood and like from back home you know your parents are talking to other people's parents yeah and like what's so and so doing yes and it's like oh he has a hedge fund and blah, right blah, blah. and they're like what's what's Sebastian up what's your son up to <laughs> yeah like or my they go up to my dad like what's he's your, doing open mics yeah, yeah. he's a, a personal trainer and he has a podcast yeah, and he's yeah. a comic and he's right. thirty three you yeah. know what I mean so like it's like and Sebastian said he would feel embarrassed. Of like, oh, it is his parents would be like, yeah, he's a waiter at the Four Seasons. He's, he's uh, doing. It's like, embarrassing comedy. to tell anyone you're a comedian when they don't already would know who you are. I literally didn't. We talked you about know? it before when on your old podcast. Yeah, yeah. But I literally just wouldn't tell people. Right. Of for course. the first like two years of doing comedy, like, what are you yeah. doing this week? I'm like, oh, it just shows. Yeah. Chicks. Yeah, I'm just saying out. No, just like I have like four dates lined up, yeah. dude. So like, <laughs> no, but I mean, I know even like my extended waspy family, like they're pretty <laughs> disgusted with like the fact that I, you know what I mean. It's just like, oh, like, well, there's no money. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, go like find a corporate job, climb the ladder, create a real business, do something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. but this idea of like, oh, well, yeah, you you you're gonna do something that you love for a living like how how entitled is that per you know what i mean like how entitled of a thought is that to be I, like i i love this and now like i they're gonna pay me for it and i it's think be also fun. dude crazy yeah i think also dude and you and i like and we obviously we have very different personalities but like we have no tolerance for just like so you have the addict brain right yeah. For me, I had it in a different regard, right? right? For me, it was like training and fucking caffeine and steroids or whatever yeah. the fuck. 
but like a boring office job or like just a, a, a corporate job would drive us nuts. Like yeah. the, the, I never understood why people before I got a corporate job, I never understood why people like wanted to like look forward to the weekend and going out all the time yeah. until I got a corporate job for a while. And then yeah. I started like going out and drinking more and I was like, Ugh. yeah. And it's just like, and you're like, what's happening? To well, me? it's that Christmas party where you're standing with like three people that are your pseudo friends that you're like, okay, uh, this isn't going to be fun. It's a lot of forced conversation. There's a little bit of food. It's okay. It's You know what I mean? It's catered to yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you're just drinking. And you're just drinking. And you're going out for the smokes. And it's just like that. And and there's something about that. Like, there is something kind of nice about that. Like, I was in that life for a little bit. Yeah. There's just something a little bit nice about just like, yep, this is where we're at, man. And just like tipping them back and letting that be. And so many people do it. So many people do it, but I can't, I have a tough time with it. I think we have a low tolerance for boredom and a low tolerance for bullshit and yeah. a low tolerance for things that aren't fun. Also, if like I don't because I don't have alcohol, I think alcohol I mean. numbs that right? right. Like it really does numb it, and it numbs like you know feelings of like oh I didn't do anything or I didn't. And there's so many people, there's so many like guys in their thirties that have come up to me after shows and been like, dude, I'm just so like jealous. Like you have this thing. You know, because there's a lot of guys that like maybe after they, you know, quit playing sports or quit doing this or whatever, like they just don't have the passion uh, part of their life anymore, you know, but passion could be anything. It's not like, oh, you should be an influencer or a comedian or whatever. Like you can. No, you it's know. a million. It's, it's a million things, man. I yeah. have buddies who, who do have corporate jobs and they actually like them and their goal is to become the top salesperson in the fucking company. Yeah. And they're climbing that and they love it. Yeah. And it's like, great. Right. That's their thing. Yeah. I can't do it. No. I can't fucking sit at the desk. I tried. It was terrible. It's tough. I, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Yeah. I mean, I need I need attention. Right. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I'm going to give you attention <laughs> every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> you and me. Me and you. Together forever. <laughs> Is that from The Notebook? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway... We're going to wrap it up here. We're going to bring on the ultimate dream maker or killer, depending on her mood today. The head clam in charge. HCIC, baby. Lisa Lampanelli. We will be right back. Right back. Welcome back to Loser the Dream Podcast. We are losers. And boy, we got some big dreams. <laughs> My head's itchy. Okay. What? I'm on <laughs> penicillin for AIDS. No. I'm on penicillin for my illness, my earache, yeah. and I think it makes me itchy. Why else would I be itchy? <laughs> it's really starting to bother me. I wash my hair every day. Do Maybe you? it's those goddamn dogs. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining being your doctor. Why the hell am I itchy? Yeah, yeah. why like, am I, I itchy, doctor? The guy's the guy who went to like Harvard. He's just like, oh, oh, this uh, clam again. <laughs> and then I, I've brought you a list, doctor. Here's what we have to go over. I turned to like Larry David's mother yeah. at that point. Oh, my. Oh my god, but good segment. Yeah. Listen, we there know. is no one 
who is more encouraging of you two to give up your dreams than I am. <laughs> I figure we give this a good more six months, then we're out of there. Then I go to Boca and I retire. <laughs> oh, no, but it's so, it's such a mystery to people about when they should, I ask, I get asked so many times, when do I know it's time to give up the ghost? Yeah. When do I know it's time to give up on my dream? Yeah. And like, what do you think? Like, would you guys, if you knew there was no world in which, I'm not making fun of you, this is just a question I asked myself as a stand-up when I started, a, no world in which you were ever gonna make money as a comic and you would just continue to enjoy it as a hobby and n always have a day job, would you continue doing it? No. Why? Uh, because comedy is difficult and you have to like perform to people that are fucking pains in the ass and drunks all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point if I didn't have my own fan base mm -hmm. to perform to and I couldn't sell tickets, I would just feel like, you know... I don't really feel like rounding up drunks to try to get a laugh every week. And I hope that I would be at the point, you know... And I, I I say this like oh twenty years from now like if if I was still doing like spots right twenty years from then now then it gets super sad I just be like for you yeah yeah I just be like you know I'm just no one knows who I am uh, you know I mean maybe they know me as like a you know club regular if they're like a, a really into comedy or something or as the but, guy who sat them at yeah, the table yeah exactly yeah. yeah like there's that guy and that's right. a really sad thing when you see that in the city of the guy who's seating people yeah. who's not a beginner right you know what i mean like the guy who's seating people who's a beginner or the plumber yeah. who's doing spots yeah if he's a young guy and you're like oh that's cute right. he's right yeah. out of college but it feels starts to feel sad <clears throat> at a certain age right but then you look at a guy like a lewis black who started at Yale when he was 18 yeah. and arguably did not make any money till he was 50. Yeah. So think about 32 years of nothing other than like some like little club dates and stuff yeah, and sure. decent headliner, but not on a big level, like no right. name recognition. How did he know in his heart to stick with it? I just think you just internally know when you've had enough. Yeah, yeah, and he was probably finding a voice, and he it was probably getting closer, and he was probably understanding what he was doing, and there was something creatively that he's trying to get to the finish line of because he's an amazing rant comic. Oh my god, he's ridiculous! So like you know, and that rant that's tough to like master. Like I think that's a really that's a really tough art. So like he probably just got he's like started to see it happen. Like if you know, for me, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to see like something happen that I think is going to get better. But if I if I was looking at my sets and going like, I don't see anything there. I don't think anything's. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think that's. But ever do you think something. your ego would you allow you to think that? Because you have a, no offense. Point. You you know you have a big ego. Of course. So you may be delusional. Of course. But I think after a decade, how can you really keep deluding yourself? I don't know. I'll have to check with you in seven years. <laughs> what about you? Would you still do it if you literally knew there is no money involved ever? Because there's these great ways to make money now. These Patreons, these podcasts, these uh, YouTubes, and these fucking TikToks and all that shit that got invented uh, after I had to make it the old-fashioned way by getting on this thing <laughs> called <laughs> television. <laughs> no, but like it's it's like there's all these cool ways to do it. Yeah. But if you knew that, oh, none of that's going to take off and you're just going to keep, you know, kind of doing it for quote-unquote fun, could you continue, do you think? You know, I, I, I just, as you were talking above, I was thinking about it the whole time. Mm. I really don't know. Yeah. I think it would be very situational. If I had 
you know, moved up at work somehow. Like if it was interfering with mm-hmm. my life and I was not enjoying it anymore, right? Then I'd probably stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, if you're not making any money and it's just interfering with shit, then like, what's the? So to keep something at a but, hobby level, it wouldn't feel worth it. Something you just kind of got joy out of. Yeah. I guess, although I really can't see myself stopping because like the same thing with like, I work, I mean, I lift weights for me. Like I work out for me. I'm not going to make money from it, but I think about see, it all the time. that's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> I think about it all the time and yeah. I get excited for like what work at this is what i think about it's right up right. there with comedy 1a 1b they're right. right there yeah so it's like you know i'm not making fucking money with this like i didn't do bodybuilding because i thought i was gonna go pro right <laughs> just right. like this is something cool i always wanted to try right and then just did it well like know? this whole thing like no one hates sayings more than me <laughs> there is the queerest saying but i don't even care um, dreams don't have an expiration date. Okay, I hate that. But milk they does. Do. I, mean, I feel they like do. they, do. Yeah, they do. And I'll tell you why. I think the dream might not, if the dream keeps shifting. So right. here's an example. I have a really great friend. I hope he doesn't recognize himself in this story. But all he wanted for yeah. years was to be a TV writer. Like literally yeah. in the writer's room on a sitcom, like a Will and Grace or a Frasier or whatever. So he's tried for 30 years to do it. He's literally a best-selling author of books. He has many requests to do public speaking, this, that. He just wrote another bestseller, but yet he would not give up this fucking dream. And I said to myself in my head, I go, writer's rooms, hire. Okay, first of all, out of Harvard and all those places first. Second, they hire young people as PAs that they can shit on for a while, yeah. have them clean up the salad that the boss just tossed on the floor, and then they eventually have, hey, uh, I have an idea. Yeah, hey, yeah. I'll stay late now. <laughs> hey, let me give you a joke. I think you can fit in there, yeah, Larry yeah. David. Sure, man. And, they yeah, best-selling they, authors. Well, no, but you don't, I mean, it, as ageist as it is, that's Hollywood. Yeah. You have to operate in the reality of what's going on. So we're lucky because right. as stand-ups, you could be any age, Dangerfield, et cetera, Phyllis yeah, Diller. Yeah. Yeah. The fact is, can you get in a writer's room at age 50? Probably not. Yeah. So I used to constantly say to his husband, yes, it's a gay. I used to say, when is this fucking husband of yours going to give up the ghost? Because I'm the dream killer. Like, yeah. I always wanted a TV show that yeah. was called Dream Killer, where I kill everybody's dream. <laughs> and I think the show would be great, by the way, if anyone wants to steal Sorry. the idea, because yeah, I don't yeah. want to do it. Um, where you would kill their show business dream, but really help them find what they're meant to do. Yeah. So I said, your husband is meant to write best-selling books. He's great at this. Yeah. And he goes, I think he's adjusting his dream. Yeah. So the last time I saw them, I didn't bring it up, but it seems like he's really readjusted and stopped trying to shoehorn himself into some system that doesn't want you. Yeah. And there's plenty of different ways to find purpose. Right. And to understand like, oh, I'm naturally good. Like I always said, if this kind of if it goes a certain length and it doesn't work out, I, I'm gonna try to go back to school and maybe become like a therapist or a social worker and just work with people and help them because I think I mean I have, that definitely won't work for you. Well, it's all I have, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. No, you but, yeah. have really big on podcasting. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. never know. No, but wouldn't you? Would you? Okay, if you never could make it as a stand-up, could you be like? Oh, but I make like a million a year as a podcaster and be happy? No. 
Oh, that's ridiculously you're stupid. Yeah, you're stupid. Nick, dude. me and you are going to have a podcast because this bitch dumb, is an idiot. Dude. Let I mean, him stand on a stage and compete with chicken wings the rest of his life because me and you are going to sit in a studio I mean, and I make a million. Be miserable. It would be nice, but I'd be like, oh, man, I always wanted to be a stand up. I would still okay, so have you, that. Okay, so would you be able to mourn that dream for that million? Um, although, yeah, of course. Although, if you had a podcast and you were making that money, chances are you could do shows. Chances are you could sell tickets a little I mean, bit. Yeah, Even yeah, if yeah. it's just like you could just sell out clubs everywhere. If you're making a million dollars as a podcaster, you're selling tickets. Yeah, yeah. That's so, probably yeah, true, yeah. unless you're unlovable. Well, um, so, are. I think there's several ways to know when the dream has to go. So I does any of these apply to you guys, or have you ever felt this about past dreams? Because it, I definitely <laughs> have felt these things. That when the dream no longer feels like the person you are, and you no longer want to twist to fit that thing. Yeah. So basically, I'm 57 years old at the time. I'm like this lifestyle no longer suits me, and I also don't like the type of material that I have to still do because they know who I am, Queen yeah. of Mean, etc. Insult comic. So it feels like I'm twisting my real self into showing this one-dimensional 10% of me all the time. Yeah. So that's why I retire. So do you guys remember ever having like a segment of your life that just didn't feel like it was you anymore and you had to just let it go? You must have had that with this with bodybuilding, with training, any of that stuff. Yeah, no, I had it with like being the party guy. You know what I mean? Like I was always expected, like whenever I showed up anywhere, I was just like, all right, we're going to, you know, drink for the whole weekend and do all this stuff. It was just like, yeah, like I don't know that I can. And also like I, I remember sitting... This is a funny story. I was sitting with uh, my buddies and I had a glass of whatever booze and it was like probably three in the morning and I and I looked at them and I was like, yeah, you know, I think I have a drinking problem. And and they were all like, hmm, because hmm? Wow. they know I'm going to do the bit because they know the the, of course, the classic airplane bit where you go, I think I have a drinking problem and then you miss your mouth. Which oh, is this, okay. This dumb bit. Yeah, yeah. But they go, oh, he's going to do the bit. He's right, going to do the right, bit. Right. And I go. I was being serious. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, guys, I'm, shit. guys, I'm actually, you know what I mean? And then they're like, uh, and I go, I guess I'm going to be the guy. And I did the fake, you know, <gasps> like throw it behind the, and I was like, yeah, I guess that's Wait, who I am. So how long did it take you before? How many more years was it till you started? Probably stopped? like a few years after that. So you, but you kind of knew it then. Oh yeah. I knew it. Yeah. See, that's what's cool. So we start to notice like when we're twisting ourselves to fit into that old thing. And that plays into one of the other reasons why we stick with something we shouldn't when we're just concerned about what other people think. Like, yeah. what are they going to think if I quit after 10 years to try and stand up? Yeah. What are my mom going to think? Or mom and dad, they always said I couldn't make it. I can't make that true. Yeah. So it's like sticking with something when we just know we're in it for other people's opinions. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I think that's important to recognize. Also, like if you don't, it's really hard to give something up if you don't know who you'd be without that dream. Yeah. So if you go, wow, if I quit comedy right now, who the fuck am I? Right. Like, who would you be, Nick, without doing the podcast, doing comedy? Do you have any idea what your life would look like? And does it look scary and sad? Because, I mean, mine definitely did for a while after I retired. But yeah. then I was like, oh, it didn't get so scary and sad because you just work through it. Yeah. So does it kind of, would it feel kind of like, oh my God, what would I do? Yeah, I can't imagine even going back to a time where I didn't do comedy. Right, right. Like it's really, 
really it's helped me in a lot of not just you know stand up and the podcast and all this shit and like <clears throat> obviously getting to work with you guys and all this stuff but it just like as a person like mm-hmm. it's just it's just i just feel better yeah right. i don't like right i can remember <clears throat> when i knew because i you know my friend as i've said before how i got into stand-up was my friend just signed me up and forced me to do it right this is something i never ever ever would have done on my own and i did it and i remember like talking to the comics and like <clears throat> just something like the first few mics and being like oh this is what mm. was kind of missing yeah it's like a weird and i felt weird about it and as you guys know i pushed that down for so long i was like no right. no, no no you just mm-hmm. you go to work and shut up and like this is fun on the weekend right like maybe you'll yeah. meet like have meet cool people and like whatever you know right but then like the switch flipped and back in august but yeah i i remember meeting with the comics and talking to these guys and you're just like yeah, this is this is what's missing. Like, this okay, is the, so this you is really the... felt it filled part of who you really were, and I think it scared me, and that's why I suppressed mm. it for so long. Like, I was like, "Oh, this is what I should be doing. Like, this is fun. I, yeah. It's a creative outlet. I never thought I needed a creative outlet. Like, I was so focused on my body when I was a teenager in early twenties that, like, mm-hmm. I just was like, "Fuck, I don't need that. I just want to get fucking jacked. I don't need anything else." Right. But and, not and the because, case. like, we talked about your attachment style is pushing away and anxious anxious hey, avoidant you, you push away that good so that what's <clears throat> yeah. cool is that it's not just women it or friends it's a career type of thing yeah i yeah. get get those feelings of like and, and again they're good feelings like they're excitement i'm like no just stay the right and when right. i talk to like you know family members and like my dad and things like that and, and i know where my dad's coming from when he um i think i said talked about it on the podcast a few months back but he was like you know it's comedy thing like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, but you can move up at your job, right? Like at Equinox. Yeah, yeah. Comedy's great because, you know, I was a musician. I only made so much and I was like, and in the past I would have been mad and be like, why the fuck can't he just, and then I was like, this is your dad. Yeah. Who's worried, yeah. who has lost all everything financially and right. he's yeah. worried about his only son. He's not doing this to be a dick or like, you know what I mean? To like shit on. That's not it. He's just, he's just worried about me. So I don't take it personally, but yeah, I I couldn't imagine it would be weird. You know what I like though? Okay. I had a great idea while you were talking, your father and your friend, Anthony, who signed you up for the open mic. We totally have to do like segments of them because I, we, we have to do like a Patreon with Anthony. Yeah. Because he's a fucking piece of work, by the way. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's really he's way cooler than you are. True. He's Very had true. adorable he's a, he's daughters. A, yeah, he's like so, an actual dad. He's a man. He's a yeah, man. Yeah. He should be like your role model. Like maybe he is. Wait, <laughs> take that dream. Talk to him every day. Take that yeah. dream. But you know what's weird too? Like when I retired, people would be like, Oh my god, like, how did you retire? You did Radio City, you did this, you did that. You just can't play the highlight reel every day and have it drown out the day-to-day shit. Yeah. So, Which is what I used to do. That's I know. I read that recently. I was like, oh my God, that's awful. You're just kind of seeing that, but you're miserable every day. Yeah. Like, what had you done that with? What areas of your life? Specifically, I can remember in like 2000, my, me and my buddies have this inside joke. 2012 was the year I like lost a bunch of weight, got in the best shape of my life and just fucking life was good. Like work was fun. I was training. I was fucking ripping. We went out every week and I was 24 years old and it was great. And then 
that went away and things changed and you guys got older and then people got married and I would always be like, Oh man, but like, remember? Yeah. 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 Like 2012 dude. <laughs> yeah. I used to like, remember, let's go. Like I used to love new years and Halloween cause I don't like holidays that involve family. I just like the solo Fun ones, ones where you, yeah. just, you know what I mean? Those are my favorite. Yeah. So like, I would always, Oh dude, remember, remember that? And then like this year, remember it's going to be 10 years now since wow. 2012. And I remember like I was walking on a walk the other day and I was like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. It's true, because those highlights cares, don't count dude. if your day-to-day existence really isn't that great. That's why right. I was working, and I, I, we talked about earlier, like, you just live for the weekend. I never understood those people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that are like, oh, it's, you know, 9 to Friday, 5 o'clock, time to work in. I never got it, because I never Although, really worked to have jobs like that. one good thing comes out of that, the Loverboy song, Working for the Weekend. I used weekend. to play that in college every Everybody weekend. <laughs> None of us had jobs, and we were just fucking. <laughs> it might be the worst song that ever was made. It's pretty great. Just saying. Also, I think something that keeps comics and maybe other artists in the game all the time is, and I, it's it's a pathology, fear of being ordinary. Yeah. yeah. We all want to feel like we're so fucking special. But here's the like, deal. wait, like we don't like a dance job, and we don't like. Do you know how fucking thrilled I would be if I was content with a desk job? Yeah. If I could sit in an insurance office and just be happy? So the fear of being ordinary doesn't let us take a chance on being ordinary. And then if we are ordinary, it's not that fucking bad. No, it's not. Because guess what? I had fucking three years being pretty fucking ordinary, and it was pretty fucking decent. It doesn't suck. So if we're just staying in, going but, but, but I'm just going to be like Joe Schmo at the post office. So what? Yeah. So it's that whole attachment to just that ego, I think. Can I ask what? Because you, for those that don't know, Lisa, you did your first open mic when you were 30. Right? Yeah. So essentially, yeah. it's later in life, female. What made you like? Uh, I fucking... prefer cunt. but you know statistically and i'm not saying you know women aren't funny or anything like that but there's less female comics there are well especially at that time there was joan rivers and (laughs) that's what i mean and that's about it that's what i mean so for you to be like you know what fuck it I'm like, what well, was, you what know, was it Nicholas, for you? I often say I didn't choose comedy, it chose me. <laughs> and when Dude. people say that, I want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> no, I hate people who say that because yeah, you yeah, do yeah. choose everything. Stop of it. Course, like, yeah. no one forced comedy on me. Nobody cornholed me with a fucking microphone. And your first time on stage, you killed. So we saw the video. Well, we, did, we saw the VHS I did tape. as much you did. We did. I, I, did as well as one could do at an open yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. As a right, first right. time. Yeah. yeah. So, what what was the question? I was saying, like, what. What made you go like you want? Because you are like you know. I always tell people like you went to Syracuse. You have like you're I know, a very like, college educated. That she fucking yeah. decided to no, do that. Just, no, you're I a get college it. educated person. You got a you're a fucking writer for Rolling Stone. Like a lot of people don't know that shit. And you have a solid job. You're living in the city. You got your own shit. And you're Gal like, you know what? Go. I'm gonna take a risk on this thing that we have no fucking idea what's gonna happen. Like, I what? think <laughs> I would think it was a combination of needing attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not liking the stuff that I was doing previously to get attention. So in other yeah. words, like I didn't like working as a writer anymore because I knew I wasn't ever going to be great. I knew yeah. I was going to be good, but not great. Yeah. So I could have been a mid-level writer, but my stupid ego and my stupid idea that I had to fill the hole with something and be special catapult me to do something else that might make me feel special. So luckily, I mean, it took off. Then you don't don't feel fucking special anymore because you're like I don't even like it. 
Yeah. So I think what happens is work. Yeah, it became it becomes like oh my god, money and it's too hard. Then social media starts and you're like, what's a TikTok? I don't get (laughs) it. So yeah, then it gets like where you just notice your own life and that you don't like it so much. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, trying something new is. I think it just was like, well, let me try this. Again, it was the corned beef hash (laughs) of my 30 years. I said, you know what? Because it was a non-threatening situation, too. Like, think about it. I wasn't going up at some fucking open mic in the city, even. I was like, oh, I'm in Connecticut. I'm going to do this club called... Joker's, Joker's Wild yeah. in New Haven. Fuck it. You didn't go into New York until seven years in, right? You well, seriously. Seriously. Into New York. the city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did a little here or there, like right, bringer right. shows. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was like, I'm not showing my face there, so they'll think I'm some amateur. Right, right. So yeah, it's just, I think a lot of it was just drive to be noticed. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I was lucky enough that it paid off, but that can't be enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, had I not delighted millions, I probably would have quit sooner. And that's well, what I advise for both of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, do you, I don't think you guys should ever give up your dream until I tell you to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think doing comedy too, like during that whole time you were so focused on like, you know, building the career and having the career you had, do you think it delayed you working on yourself? Oh my God. I was, so uh, you were like, you were just I'm like using putting... the word in the way you're supposed to. I had retarded my growth my just emotional put, you're, just growth. Put, you're just putting no, that's band-aids a, that's a, that's a, know, that's a verb it like it's not retardant you ever heard of that yeah it's yeah no, it's, I, it's I not a, a pejorative it's like i literally did not you're work on shit but on i shit was years, yeah. going to the shrink but it was always not really taking hold i laughed because when i was decluttering last year at this time exactly one year ago i found about Oh man, it's hundreds of self-help books and the first chapter was always read, the rest wasn't. And I was like, should I hold on to these? I'm like, no, if you need them, you'll buy them again. But it was always like, yeah, I'm going to look into that attachment style book or I'm going to look into that codependency. No. So it would be putting a toe in, but taking it out real quick. Yeah. But eventually, thank God, you know, started to work more on myself and hopefully become a little better but boy i feel like i'm behind man i wish i knew what i knew at 40 i mean excuse me when i was 40 i wish i knew what i knew now can i tell you i've also felt when i my i should have been in therapy a long time ago but Mm. i delayed it so much and while it was when i started doing comedy and i then like i was like i should probably go to therapy and then me thinking oh if i go to therapy what if it changes Oh, it's the worst. I always complain like about comics I, who say change. that, like, oh my God, I'm going to get therapy and be not funny anymore. It's like, yeah, but yeah, guess dude. what? Get what little bullshit. Then you'll, yeah, sense. dude, that's then, what, that's what I used be... to think. I was like, it'll change my brain. I'm too focused. I need to be. Yeah, because no. you're a fucking genius. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm not but... making fucking Teslas. I'm just talking about my behavior. <laughs> no, but he's, you're right, because everybody's like, oh my God, if I stop drinking and drugging, I won't be funny. Would Hendrix Dumb. have been great without the fucking it's drugs? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Personality. He yeah. would have, and maybe yeah. alive. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know, so the thing is, yeah, it's like so stupid. You have to be like this tortured artist. Yeah. Like, I never fucking bought into tortured artist bullshit. I remember even even at the time, like going to the gigs and coming home. Like didn't hang out a lot, didn't fuck around a lot, being like at the, the, the uh, playing hee-haw with the fuck around gang at the comedy cellar. I would fucking do the spots, get your laughs, go home and shut the fuck up. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> I, I was all business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't go for any of that, but yeah. 
if you work on yourself, it doesn't mean you get less funny. Yeah. I think it gets you more funny. I Honestly, guarantee yes. you that Burr and all those guys have done some deep fucking therapy to get how good they are now. 100%. Yeah. You know more about yourself. It's more self-awareness leads to more shit you can joke about. Yeah, well, that's true. Because really, yeah. they used to say, you know, Eddie Murphy's obviously a genius, but he starts doing comedy when he's 16 or something. Yeah, how much and do you talk about? And what did he talk about? Ice Taking cream, a shit. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Because what Taking else do you have shit. to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's so... He's got some good stories. Oh, man. Yeah, so oh. I mean, uh, here's what I feel. Look, uh, you guys will know when it's time to give up the ghost. Yeah. I don't, meaning the audience, not you two. You two, I think you're fine. I think you're lucky. You have a guardian angel named Miss Lisa Lampanelli, who is fucking terrific. <laughs> and once I die, I will hand you off to another has-been. <laughs> And I'm telling you, you imagine like a like Jeff Ross has to come hang out with us. It'll pro I'll just hand you off to Geraldo because he's already dead. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Glazer. Yeah. Oh, stop it. She'll Please. never need to be on a show with you. Please. Oh, stop it, bitch. <laughs> and, you know. We would have fun. I wouldn't be creepy, dude. No, I know so you would. And you'd be cool, but, but it's never going to yeah, happen. Dude. So why, don't we, why are we fucking up? Okay, that's a dream you need to give up. <laughs> no, not dating her. I mean, no, like, meeting these never, people. I've never. I'm not a star. I don't get like, oh, my God. Listen, I don't get like. I introduced you to how many stars so far? Zero. Yeah. Brad Williams? Oh, yeah. Who else? Yeah, and then we were That's great. It. That's it. Right. <laughs> then I did my due diligence. I think we've done enough. We want to meet Trash Tuesday. We want to meet Annie oh Letterman and Esther. Oh, my God. They do Kalilah. not want to bang you. No, that's not what I mean. But why do you want to meet <laughs> them? Because I'm a fan of their podcast. But that's so stupid. Like, I don't want to meet a celebrity. I do. Really? Not like, I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I love what you saw. No, I know this. you won't, but like, I don't even hey, get why I talk. Okay, you want to know how <laughs> I know? It. No, I get it though. Yeah. I used to think I'd want to meet celebrities too. Then when you do, you notice you have nothing to fucking talk about and it's super embarrassing. Because I remember I've told you the story. I got invited by the grace of God to Steve Martin's house once for New Year's Eve and literally... What do you say to Tina Fey? We don't yeah. know anyone in common. So my husband at the time was really good at introducing me. Yeah. I loved, he was such a gentleman. He went up and he said, oh, Miss Fey, I'd like to introduce my wife, Lisa Lamp. And she's like, oh my God, I'm a big fan. I go, oh my God, I love you. I love your show. Cricket, cricket. What the fuck else do you say? <laughs> so they don't want to, you know, it's, it's a, if we had a friend in common, like that's yeah, always yeah, the yeah, cute yeah, yeah, thing yeah. when you go, Oh my God, do you know Joe Schmo from Harvard? I don't fucking know. I went for six <laughs> well, weeks. Us and Trash Tuesday, we happen to have a friend in common. Oh my God. Okay. Listen, just how we hung with Brad Williams. That's, that's all I'm at. That's, that was the Guess same how thing. we hung with Brad Williams. I hung with him and you stood there. That's right. exactly. Was I weird? Oh, you just want to stand there? introduced hey man what's up he talked to us we talked okay in the group. we're gonna talk about this in the new year it's not like a we weird are going thing. to talk about killing your dream part two <laughs> nick and bo never meet celebrities how's that sound bo i i could care less bo about could care right, right, i know, dude. I know it's really if you have something in common bj though, ryan's this guy's like oh dude you want to yeah it's not what happens yeah, bo, i believe bo this yeah. time i usually don't <laughs> But no, okay. Nick, if your dream is really to meet those girls and it's just say dream. hi. No, no, if you have a, dream if you meet. have a if you have a desire. This is, this is fucking going okay. on. Let's see that. Let's see with that. That's your dream. Wow. Okay, no, if cool. you have a desire to meet them and I'll say hello. I'll love to meet Leonardo DiCaprio. That is a dream. Oh, I know. Leo, he's a big fan of mine. That's number one, bro. Is he, you Leo let is that a go. huge fan of Lisa. Did you know, know about I mean? that? Did you know that? I yeah, can't say how I know that. You bragged about it. I did not on the show. Oh, no. Come on, that's bragging. 
fucking when somebody that famous is like, True. oh, I'm a big fan. Oh, oh yeah, dude. dude. The only thing I talked about. Oh my god, he is the man. That's a dream. I just said like, oh, it'd be cool. I listen to all these podcasts. Be meet the cool. Meet, cool. Wait, to meet okay, these so let's people. pretend Bo is Esther. Okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> stop it. Oh, okay. sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Be Esther, and <laughs> no, how would you no. act? Okay, okay. How sorry, would no, you act? Always... Okay, and scene. Hi. Oh, oh, I'm I'm in it. I'm well, you're me. you. Oh, okay. Hi. Okay, wait. I'll be I'll be again. Okay. okay so, no. 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 I'm gonna be like okay. Ready? Hi. Why are you grunting so much? No, I'm telling. Oh. It's very scary. Uh, does he does he have a handler or somebody that? I'm friends with like, your friend Lisa. Oh, oh, you know Lisa? Yeah, Lisa Lampanelli. She's on the show once. Oh my remember? God, you're spitting a lot. And now <laughs> I am, because like I'm Italian, my dream was to meet you gals. Oh my God. Okay, um, bodyguards? Okay, uh, so like, where are you dragging me? Hey, <laughs> hey, Adrian! <laughs> go to the zoo! That sounds like it'll be fun. Take him to the zoo! Oh my God! That Let's wrap dream. it up. I just have one thing to say to you. One last quote. Yeah. This is a horrible quote, but I do stand behind it. If you don't like your dream anymore, and it's just you've invested time, and that's the only reason you're sticking with it, it's like sticking with a relationship. Going, but we dated for ten years. We've dated for ten. We have to yeah. get married, even though we don't like each other. If you and your dream yeah. don't get along anymore, like Doctor Phil says. The only thing more unhappy than spending 11... Why am I doing him as Betty Davis? Yeah, I don't know. More than 11 <laughs> years after a dream you don't want anymore is 11 years in a day. That's the only thing less happy. Was that kind of Dr. Phil? Yes, yeah, I guess so. That was Why a, you not? sounded like the, the guy from the Coors Light commercial. Okay, you know what you sound like? The banquet beer. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, listen. Lose your dreams, kill yourselves. I don't care. <laughs> New Year, dead you. Yeah, hey, do our Patreon, bitches. Yeah, so Patreon. seriously, subscribe to the Patreon. We're going to put our heart, our fart and soul into it. Patreon. And then we're going to film a special segment where I meet everyone I've ever wanted to meet. Never. Which is like three people. <laughs> I love you guys. Keep listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. You got to say I love us. Oh, my God. We I, I love, love us. us. Cornel us, please, in the asshole. Oh, my God. Hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill. Fucking hate these guys.